Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea. Sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above us for the weekend. Can you believe it? It's Friday again. Friday, as some people say. And that means we have uh, today to go through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's aspects. Um, and there's quite a bit going on for the weekend. Some of it, a little, some more positive things than others. Uh, but overall, I think it is a really good weekend. And we're going to break it down through human design and through astrology. So there's a lot to talk about. And this morning, I don't have Asa with me in the background. And uh, that means that I may not get to your questions. So if you have a very important question and you think I've missed it, uh, feel free to write it in there again. And maybe I will be able to see it that time. <laughs> uh, so hopefully everybody's doing well. Uh, it's been an interesting week, a, a good week. I don't know about you guys, but this week seems to have gone very quickly. And it felt to me like I was almost a day ahead each, each day. I felt like should have been the day after. So like yesterday, I thought it was Friday. Today, I, I'll, I know I'm going to be working, so I can't mistake it for Saturday. But it just feels like every day I was like one day uh, ahead of what the actual day of the week was. And it's always interesting for me to stop and take a look at the things that I might be struggling with personally in, in any kind of week. So when I'm struggling with something, I have to consider that maybe it's something that other people are struggling with as well. And then of course, I've got to try to find the source of that struggle. And one of the things that I've been struggling with this week, which is kind of weird for me, but it is trying to find my own voice. Now I come on here Mondays and Fridays, I obviously have a voice and I'm obviously speaking about a subject or subjects that are very near and dear to me. But for whatever reason this week, I feel like I'm lost in the sea of voices out there and not sure which direction to go, not sure which uh, way to steer my rudder. Um, Often, you know, in uh, the job that I do and many other astrologers or human design consultants, et cetera, um, you know, we pick out a theme or something and we write to that or we speak to that, we teach to that. But I've been a little bit knocked off my center this past couple of weeks in terms of copyrights and things like that. Now I feel like I need to be very, very careful about what I say. And then that made me, I think, start to really consider, well, what, what am I saying? Am I, am I parroting what other people believe to be true or am I speaking my own truth? Now, irregardless of whether I am or I'm not, it, that, that's, that's the part that doesn't really matter. But what matters is it got me to really start to consider what am I speaking to? Am I, am I using my own uh, creative energies, or am I trying to mimic? And, you know, I'm, I am someone in my human design who can mimic very easily. I can mimic other people's voices, uh, or their, uh, the meaning in their voices. I can pick that up very easily. So, uh, 
interesting if some of you have been also experiencing that, just type that into the chat. Or if you've been experiencing another kind of, uh, of, of issue or theme this week, let me know. Um, I can't really even trace that back to uh, a gate in my human design. It might just be something that's in the collective right now, as maybe we're each struggling to bring our own uniqueness to the surface. That could be Uranus and Taurus, right? And Uranus um, making a connection today to the my ruling planet, at least, to Mercury. So we'll have to check that out and see what that might mean as well. So... Uh, also, today I want to wish a very, very happy birthday to Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel and also to JLo. I don't know if they're out there. I see JLo. There you are, JLo. And uh, I'm Debbie, you are out there. Good to see you. So happy birthday to the two of you. And I know there was someone else that was a listener in the morning whose birthday was the 23rd uh, because I thought it was funny that there were three people whose birthdays were on April 23rd that were listeners in my morning show. So if I'm missing someone out there whose birthday it is, please know that from the bottom of our hearts, we wish you a happy birthday, a happy solar return. And boy, what a day for you all to have a birthday with many different things happening here. Uh, so let me say a quick good morning to everybody checking in with us. Kathleen, good morning. Natasha, hello to you. JLo, wonderful to have you with us on your birthday. And Christine says, good morning, Janet and everyone. Mimi, good to see you from the gallery. Tom, whoa. And he's wishing uh, JLo happy birthday. And let's see, Christine, everybody's wishing everybody their birthdays. I love that in the next few comments. Then we have... Uh, Pauline says, ancestry healing, which house would it be? Ancestral healing is often in the fourth house. Fourth house is where we can trace our ancestry to our family lineage or our roots, if you will. So that might be a place for you to look at that. Um, Mimi says, this week has felt very fuzzy for me. Ooh, interesting. Um, JLo, yes, the alert went out for the live YouTube has issues. Oh, no. Um, and more people saying happy birthday. Debbie saying thank you to everybody for the birthday wishes. Natasha saying happy birthday to two very magical women. I love that, Natasha. That's great. All right, so let's dig in, shall we? We have quite a bit to talk about for the day, and I want to start out with today's moon in the sign of Virgo. Mimi, you and I love this one. We get energized by that uh, moon moving through the sign that our natal moons are in. And this is a day for the next day or two, actually, that takes us into uh, really understanding the health of our physical bodies, the physical uh, manifestation of any health issues are something for us to tune into on a day like today while the moon is here. So diet and exercise, how you're eating, what you're eating, when you're eating, um, are you getting enough movement? Uh, are you able to assimilate the food and uh, nutrients that you're taking into your body? All of those come under uh, the energy of Virgo. And Virgo is also a healing sign. So the, the healers and those that need healing are also in Virgo. So Virgo has a tendency to slant toward the healing arts or to be able to tune in quite readily to what is happening in the physical body of themselves, but also to other people. 
And even those of you who are not Virgos or who don't have Virgo prominent in your chart have the access to that while the moon is transiting through Virgo in your personal chart. So go and look to where Virgo is because we're going to bring this up again here uh, as we start talking about some of the other aspects that are happening for the day today. Um, as well, Virgo rules the work or the job that you do. It's the more hands-on part. The 10th house and uh, Saturn and Capricorn rule more of the career or the professional focus. But in Virgo, we have the actual work environment. We have the actual work that you're doing. What do you do when, when you're working? And as well, your coworkers and the environment that you find yourself in at your workplace is also a part of the Virgo um, experience. Now, we also know Virgo to be the consummate organizers. I don't know, if you looked at my desk, you'd think something different, uh, but it's my moon that's in Virgo. It's not the sun, so I, don't, so I don't have a, I can be internally focused and internally clear uh, and perfected, uh, not so much in my outer world. But there's the potential here today for efficient organizing, and that might mean cleaning out a closet, cleaning out a drawer, handling the details, right? The devil's in the details today as the moon transiting through Virgo gives us the option to look deeper at, you know, sort of focusing inward to see what the details are. And in that being able then to create order. And in fact, um, in, in a way, Virgo energy is about perfection, perfection seeking, and bringing order out of chaos. So uh, I looked at my desk this morning when I got up and I thought, wow, I, I was writing a lot yesterday, and doing a lot of other projects and um, yeah, my desk looks like that. It reflected that to me this morning. So I had to go through and, you know, make room for me to sit at my desk. Uh, the part you don't see is the mess on my desk. Uh, but today is the day where I will likely be able to get that organized. And in fact, these piles that I have here are all very organized by what needs to be done next. So it's pretty interesting, even out of the chaos, I can bring order to what it is that's on my desk. Um, but as well, there's this possibility of processing through things. So if, if you need to pay the bills or you need to get something done, you got to see to the details today of something, you've got the energy on your your side to be able to do all of that. So if you have something that's more detail oriented that you've got to do, today's your day. Now, as well, we think of Virgo as a sign of discernment, a sign that can really easily cut through the BS to get to the truth or to get to the heart of the matter. And it is able to be very clear in its thinking. It's ruled by the planet Mercury, which rules our thinking mind. And in Virgo, our thinking mind is in the details, in the order of things, in the ability to critically think or to analyze um, or to focus on something that we need to do for a period of time. So I purposefully um, use the word focus because that's going to come into play later. Um, and what was the other thing I said? Uh, work and handling details, all of that coming up again a little bit later here. So we see we're, we're building something here for the next few days that has to do with these, these details and with how we can bring order to something in our lives. Also, Virgo energy is about service. And that word has always bothered me here in this respect. It almost feels um, 
a, like a negative, but if you look at service here as how do I want to share of my gifts and my talents, and I think that's where I've been this week, is about am I effectively sharing what I know, and am I effectively sharing my gifts and my talents out there with the world? And I even had spoken to Asa and said, I think I need to change some things up because I feel disconnected. That was the other word that came up for me, disconnected uh, from my audience or from my uh, clients and from the people that you know count on me to give them information. So there was something about that coming up in the atmosphere as well. Um, and in indeed, when we talk about sharing of our gifts and talents, there's a certain amount of conscientiousness that comes up, the ability to share what you really know and love in a way that's powerful and uplifting to others, right? And the passion that gets triggered when you are sharing what you really love, right? When you're really engaged in what you love to do and the subjects that you're really good at, then there's just something that happens within us that sort of uh, like a, a blooming flower, right? We just sort of open up and are uh, in our in, in our power, right? It's really kind of a sight to behold. So Virgo allows us to tune in to what that is, right? To what it is that is our path of service and in a way that we can share of our gifts and our talents. And there's something that's, uh, there's a, it's a bit of akin to our search for our life purpose. And I was considering that uh, as I'm developing a reading for everybody. So don't bombard me yet. It's not ready yet, but I want to do a soul alignment reading with people who've had their human design reading already, because there's something really key that could, that occurred to me here um, over the last couple of weeks, looking at different types of charts about how we can, how our purpose in our life is really to align with our soul, right? The soul giving us sort of the curriculum, if you will, that we're here to, to learn. And then uh, in human design, that red column of numbers really showing us how it is that our life purpose was going to evolve. How was it that we were going to align the energies in the red column with the soul's curriculum, which were the, the energies in the black column? And of course, I'm speaking of your human design chart now. So something interesting coming up there for us all now that I think takes us to the next level, where it's not just about what am I here to do? It's about who am I here to be? So there's something here today that sharing with our in our gifts and our talents isn't just what we do, but it's about sharing part of our beingness with others, right? Sharing our beingness with others. And then, of course, we have the excessive side or the lower frequency energies through any sign. We always have that in every sign. And the possibility here comes through excessive perfection seeking, where there's worry that it's not good enough, or I'm not good enough, or it's never going to be done. And I keep editing or I keep, you know, redoing until it's going to be perfect. But it's a, it's a bottomless pit because it never is perfect in our eyes if we are in the excessive side of things here. Criticism as well. You know, um, I think sometimes Virgo people get a bum rap because they, they can be very critical. They can be hypercritical even. And the thing about it is it, it's not coming, it, it's rarely coming from a place of ugliness or uh, wanting to hurt someone. It's often coming from that keen sense that says, if you just tweak this a little bit, it's going to be more perfect, right? If you just do this. 
And if, if you wore a different color, if you did a different step, if you said something in a different way, it's going to be more perfect, right? And so it's not necessarily coming from that ugly side of things. It's more the, I can see the road to perfection and you're not on it. Let me help you get back on it. But criticism like that, as we've learned in human design, isn't something that we are allowed to do or that we are meant to do without the invitation to do so. So if you're in a position here over the next couple of days where uh, somebody needs your critical thinking skills or your analysis or your criticism or your constructive criticism, let's say, make sure it's coming out of you via an invitation from them right? That it's not something that you're just jumping out there and saying about people because then you're buying into the negative side. But if you are asked, or if you even ask the person, if you can help them with something, can I help clarify something for you? And they say, yes, then you are primed to be able to share what you want to share. And that is the positive use of criticism, if you will, or constructive criticism or uh, helping people perfect things. On the other hand, there's another energy out here that's associated with Virgo in the negative, and that's blame and judgment. Virgo sits opposing Pisces in a natural chart, right? So we have Pisces as the last sign and Virgo as the halfway point. So we have the sixth sign and the 12th sign, right? So they're opposing one another. And the negative side of Virgo energy can be pulling in some of those Piscean traits. And Piscean traits are often more victim oriented. So here we may have the tendency to want to get into blame, blaming others for where we are, blaming others for what hasn't happened for us yet. And you can go on and on with this, but also judgment, judging ourselves, judging others um, in a form of, uh, you know, criticism instead of actually being empowered to perfect something in a positive way. And of course, Virgo is a workaholic uh, at heart. They love the work and there's a possibility of overworking, overworking to the extent of burnout. So we must be careful that we don't overdo, that we don't overwork, that we build in time for rest. And that takes us again to human design, a concept in human design where we have these four motors that provide us with energy for life. The sacral is giving us access to life force energy and vitality, and it's um, sustainable energy, and it's always on, it's always humming. But there are two other centers. One is the will center, or the heart center, and the root center that pulse, and they pulse on and they pulse off. And when they're off, of course, that means it's time for us to rest, to take a break, right, to go for a walk, instead of sitting here, you know, focused on the computer. I'm talking to myself, of course, because that's what happened to me yesterday. I finally had to go, whoa, 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 get away from this computer for a while. And so we have those, those tendencies to push ourselves through the pulse of rest. So don't do that, right? Try not to do that. If you feel that need to get a break, take yourself on a break, take yourself on a walk, go eat something, right? Go ground in a different way, because sometimes we can go pushing ourselves into that burnout situation, not good for our health overall. And of course, because Virgo energy rules the body, 
and uh, the health of the body, the body may show us very quickly what's going on in terms of workaholicism or where we're overly perfectionistic or where we're using Virgo energy incorrectly because it rules the digestive system, right? So the whole uh, concept of taking in food, taking in nutrients and being able to put those into work in the body, so assimilation right? So your cells being able to take in the broken down nutrients and to be able to use it for life, right? So life. And of course, into uh, the, the body, the assigned Virgo rules the bowels and the intestines. So if you're having disruption in that part of your body, it may have a correlation to where Virgo is in your chart and what planets are going through Virgo, what planets you have in Virgo and or how, what's uh, affecting Virgo in your chart. And as well, the solar plexus is attributed to Virgo energy. So there's a connection to our emotions and the gut's health, right? Gut health and how gut health, the, the mind, body, emotion connection comes in through Virgo energy. So now I'm going to go check back. I've got to remember to do this today to see if people have questions. Uh, Melanie or Mimi, uh, the soul alignment sounds like a great reading. It is. It's going to be fabulous. I just need to perfect it. <laughs> How Virgo of me. Uh, I need to perfect it a little bit more so that its clarity is there because that's the point, right? Is about clarity for someone to understand the the soul's alignment how to realign oneself and i feel like that's a process i've been going through this week as i was telling people earlier in the show where i felt like do i am i really speaking my own voice or am i you know speaking somebody else's voice because that's a process i think of aligning with the soul and one of the key things i discovered while i was working with this soul alignment type of thing is that mercury plays a very big part in our soul alignment because it tells us a lot about what it is we're here to speak to and so happy uh, i'm happy to you know learn all of this perfect it a little bit i don't need to have it absolutely perfect because of course i have to test it on people as well and uh, I'll get that out as soon as I can uh, for everybody to participate in. Um, let's see, Kathleen, writing, organizing, and inward. Pauline, mostly in the second. We'll see how I got to go back. I'm missing something, I think. Uh, Christine, Virgo, Pluto, Rx, fifth house. Right, so a generation of us have Pluto in Virgo. I think Pluto was in Virgo from about 1957 to 71, maybe 1972. So a chunk of uh, the population has Pluto in Virgo. And it really represents uh, a, the, the generation that's interested in the earth and in recycling and in protecting uh, the natural resources that we have. So Pluto in Virgo is about transforming the environment back to health and transforming other things in our lives back to health as well. So if you, Christine, have it in your fifth house, it's partly about enjoyment and loving life and finding creative ways to express yourself in nature, right? There's a very nature connection for those of us that have Pluto in Virgo as well. So in the fifth house, you, with your children or with the things that you do that are creative, that bring you pleasure or joy, and Pluto is transforming that in your life in this chart. Um, 
I desire the Virgo organizational skills, Mimi says. I love that. Christine Buckingham. Oh, we, no, it was Christine that we were talking about the fifth house. Pluto, J-Lo. Oh, wow, I was writing a lot also. I wonder if it was a Gemini thing. I'm sure it is because right now there's a lot of focus coming into Gemini as we have, that's building. It's building, it's building. Remember Mars was in Gemini for a while. Now we have Mercury, the ruling planet, of Gemini highly activated. And since Mercury also rules Virgo, we've got the Gemini part of our chart and the Virgo part of our charts activated right now. So it makes sense. Um, Pauline, Virgo, mutable, mutable. Does that help us finish details? I, I think, I think the mutability of Virgo mutable meaning its ability to adapt to be flexible and to change helps it to see how all the details fit together and you know it, it's a you know the the problem sometimes in virgo is they can get too detail focused and that's going to be something big in our in our lives for the next several months so we're going to talk about that in a little bit um so when they can step back a little bit and see how all the details seamlessly fit together, that's where that mutability really helps because they can see, oop, that detail doesn't fit. I'm going to throw it out and then, you know, bring something else in or move in a new direction. So hopefully that helps answer that for you. Uh, vertical, Virgo is critical to others or self, both, <laughs> both often to others, right? They can, they're very good at seeing, they're very wise about what's off in other people and uh, maybe not as wise into what's off with them, but I think it works both ways. Um, but up, but uh, let's see, I wonder if that has something to do with my Virgo morning star and my hanging gate 17, perhaps it does indeed. Virgo morning star. So you're talking about your Venus, right? Your Venus is in Virgo as the morning star. Uh, Kathleen, hmm, toilet overflowed yesterday, mystery cause, interesting. Uh, to me, that's almost Scorpio looking, right? Scorpio, maybe, um, you know, the full moon on Monday is in Scorpio. So I wonder if it's a preparation for something that must be eliminated from your life that maybe is right now overflowing into your daily life that maybe is needing to be, you know, plugged unplugged and shushed off. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Uh, Corey, good morning. It's great to see you out there. Uh, okay, so no questions. Now, if you have questions, please do feel free to write them in there. Let's go on to something else that I wanted to point out about today. Today, Virgo is the moon, right? That's an important part of what's happening energetically today. Virgo is ruled by Mercury, right? We just went through that discussion and Mercury comes into a conjunction with Uranus today. What do we know about Uranus? Surprises, ahas, um, upheaval, awakening, shock and awe, right? So we have this normally cautious Virgo. Virgo is one of the more cautious signs becoming filled with the potential today for breakthroughs for nervous tension or nervous energy to build up and also giving us access to inventive thinking. And that connection is because Mercury is the ruler of the Virgo moon today, right? So then it's coming into the conjunction, Mercury is, to Uranus in Taurus. So now we need to check the Virgo, 
the Taurus and the Gemini parts of our astrology chart to see how what houses those those signs are in because it's going to give you an idea about what's happening here in your personal life and now if I had done that myself I'd probably understand uh, what this week has been about for me but you know sometimes you don't know that until the moment that the aspect actually clicks into play and it's into play today and um see where you might be primed by looking into those signs see where you might be primed for a breakthrough or where some kind of revelation can occur an aha moment it is in those three houses or the way those three houses might come together in your chart that might help you determine where the change is needing to happen in your life we might be uh having flashes of insight today it might be a really good day to have your phone handy or a recording device or your um, journal or some kind of paper handy because these flashes of insight don't often stick around and you might think oh yeah i'm going to remember that but this energy is very fickle and it moves very quickly it sort of ripples through us and it, it's here one moment and gone the next so have something handy today just in case this is a day for us to be open-minded to not close down our mind and believe things can only happen in a certain way at a certain time with certain people you you just can't have that closed mindedness on a day like today i don't even think you can actually i believe really with mercury coming together with uranus it blows things open and so having an open mind um can serve us to be uh, in the flow of those things that come to awaken us or that, that uh, aha moment or that epiphany. There might be unexpected news today or surprises, not necessarily negative. Sometimes I think we, you know, kind of err on the negative side, but it doesn't have to be negative. It can be something really positive, something very powerful. And for those of you whose birthdays are today, Mercury in a conjunction to Uranus isn't just a factor for you today. It's actually a theme that's set up for you for the entire year until your next birthday. And that's something for you to be aware of because this year may have a lot of aha moments. You may have a lot of revelation moments based on where that conjunction is, where Taurus is in your chart. Debbie, I happen to know your chart. I don't know yours as well, uh, JLo. I think this will happen in JLo's 12th house, if I'm not mistaken, because she said she had a Gemini rising. Debbie, this happens in your fifth house. So JLo, you may be opened up for different period of, of time throughout the year that take you into your subconscious that help you move through the places where you are apt to self-sabotage or where you're holding on to patterns that aren't serving you well. Debbie, yours in the fifth house is likely going to take you on a, on a trip through creativity, through color, through joyfulness, through expressions with uh, uh, your creative side, maybe painting or art, maybe even more time spent with your kids or in uh, having good times, love and romance. I don't know. You never know, right? Possibility. Um, and whoever the other person is whose birthday is today, if you're hearing this, if you want to just ask where your Taurus is in your chart, or if you don't, uh, if you have your chart, take a look at where Taurus is in your chart. That's where Mercury and Uranus are in a conjunction. Now, this leads us to increased 
energy today. So today is a highly energetic day with the potential for tension as well. Uranus sort of brings a little ripple of uh, tension through things, through uh, a feeling of nervous tension, let's say. Gemini energy, which is one of the signs Mercury rules, is also known to rule the nervous system. And even Virgo, in some respects, can feel tension through this kind of a connection. And on the lower energy scale, we may feel more scatterbrained, we may feel more impulsive, and that means I need to tell you to pay attention to your type and your strategy. Don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't just go starting some whole new process um, unless you have actually done the work to build it up. And don't let impatience take you into reactionary energy. So it's a big deal right today that the moon is in Virgo at the same time Virgo's ruling planet is coming into a conjunction with Uranus. It sort of sews all of those themes together and allows us to see maybe some very striking things about either our health, our body, our work, or maybe about your mind and whether it's relatively open or closed, maybe also uh, the energy of Taurus, where are you stuck and how can I open up and you know, release myself from that kind of energy. The uh, human design of the day or of Mercury conjunct Uranus is interesting as well. Hold on. I can tell I'm talking too much. Um, human design, we see the planet uh, Mercury and Uranus at the gate 24. The gate 24 sits on the Ajna, so it's the second center down, and it's moving upward toward the gate 61 in the head center, so the top center. So some of you may have the gate 61 defined, and uh, then it's making the complete connection, and you're tapping into magic, you're tapping into awe, you're tapping into wonder and seeing the world through different eyes. The gate 24 is called the gate of blessings in quantum human design, copyrighted by Karen Curry Parker. And that means that we are meant to stay in the flow of what's happening today, not to take it and make it a story, like everything always blows up on me kind of thing. But I wonder why it is that this stream was interrupted. I wonder why it is I couldn't complete this project. So you're staying open and your mind isn't carrying you away to the more negative side. In other words, the human design energy is taking us into, you know, staying in a state of wonder, being uh, aware of, wow, I wonder why this is happening. I don't have to know the answers, right? I don't have to know those answers, but I have to understand that likely this is a blessing, that I can't see why this is not happening or why this is happening yet, but I'm sure at some point in the right timing, the universe will reveal to me why it was that this particular thing happened. Rather than getting into a story that sort of that gate can sometimes try to rationalize why things are happening. Like I'm not good enough. Things never happen good for me. I must have done something really bad in a past, in a past lifetime because everything blows up. And instead of that story, creating a new story of potential, of possibilities. So the human design gate really shows us the frame of mind that we need to be in to accept whatever it is that comes along and see the blessing that's maybe in disguise. Okay, 
Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Tomorrow is um, a movement from the moon from Virgo into Libra. And I love it when I kind of love Libra on the weekends, Libra and Leo on the weekends, um, because it, you know, Libra is such a loving sign. It wants to spend time with the people in their, that they're in relationship with. So it feels very homey and very uh, positive in terms of relationships when the moon is moving through Libra. It rules our relationships and our partnerships. It rules that energy of beauty and harmony and balance and the aesthetics of things. So being able to, you know, fix that picture frame that might be a jar to put things away that have cluttered up the, the counters or, you know, do things that are beautiful and creative there's also sociableness here where Libra is a, a very social sign, loves chatting with people and, you know, being in that social atmosphere, whether it is in person or not based on, you know, where, what's going on in your own life and whether you're able to do that or even through social media, right? Being conversational with people in social media, but it also rules tact and diplomacy, so we need to be aware of how we're saying what we're saying and uh, be able to keep the peace. It's a sign of peace and harmony. Also teamwork, right? Working together to finish something or working together to create something. So the moon in Libra tomorrow, and it's moving in there fairly early in the day, uh, 9.07 a.m. Pacific time. So right around noonish for those of you on the East Coast and uh, gives us that access then for to the weekend filled with relationship energies. But there's a little bit of a caveat here as well, because Venus tomorrow also comes into a square with Saturn. Now that can put a little bit of tension in our relationships. It stresses the relationship a bit. And through stress, in the relationship, it exposes the weaknesses in the relationship. It exposes the, the, the parts that are raw or the parts that get hurt easily. And the big news then isn't to react to what it is that you've been hurt by, if indeed that happens, or that what has triggered you, it's to look at why are you being triggered by that? What is it reminding you of? Um, I was in Fort Townsend last weekend and I picked up a book which I've had before, I've read this book before, Loving What Is by Byron Katie, Four Questions That Can Change Your Life. And it's called The Work. And it is the most wonderful way of processing your feelings or your reactions in, especially within your relationships, right? So somebody says something or does something and you feel yourself wanting to react, getting upset or angry, um, that would be a projection, right? What are you projecting outward from you onto the other that now you can look at, tap into and heal within yourself. That's the opportunity side of Venus squaring Saturn. Um, so watch out for those projections, right? They can be things that are really calls for you to love yourself more and not something that's really perpetrated upon you by another person. It may be the other person that's just the delivery system, but the message is really for you to take in and understand what it means for you processing through it. And it's also sometimes a day where we feel a little bit um, 
lonely perhaps, or more low energy, melancholic, maybe even feelings of depression where maybe you're, you're seeing a lack of relationship in your life and or um, just any little thing can actually trigger that more depressed feeling. Uh, but it's a feeling, right? It's not that I am depressed. It's I feel sad or I feel blue or I feel depressed because that gives the, the idea that this too shall pass. And if that happens, if that's a, if that's an occurrence in your life over the weekend, reach out to other people, right? Reach out to your family, reach out to your friends, reach out on social media, attempt to connect with others to help you merge through that energy. Now, the gates in human design that Venus and Saturn are sitting at during this time is also pretty interesting because Venus is in the gate 17, which is in the Ajna going downward toward the throat center. And it is a gate called anticipation in quantum human design. Uh, in um, regular traditional human design, it's called the gate of opinions. And it is also a part of the logic circuit in human design. And there is no logic in feelings, right? There are no, there's no logic involved when you get triggered by something someone says or does. It isn't logical because it can't be because it's emotional, right? So here we have the uh, need to realize that we can't logically work our way through what we're feeling. We have to go into the feeling and discover what it's attached to. What is it? What is it reminding us of? What in our experiences has led us to a belief perhaps that we're not good enough or that relationships are tricky for us or, or whatever it is that you need to work through. But logic isn't going to cut it. And as well, Saturn, if you'll recall, is sitting at the gate 19, which is a gate of sensitivity. In quantum human design, it's called the gate of attunement. And it's where we're able to sense what's going on, what's the connection, what are the lines or the threads or the strings that are uh, attached to what's happening in our lives, what connects us to others, what connects us maybe via memory to an experience that we've had that's brought us to this place. So we're able to tap into our intuition via Saturn, which is interesting, right? I don't usually think of Saturn as intuitive, but the gate he's sitting at is definitely awakening our ability to see into something more deeply. And again, Venus um, would be the one that I would normally think would be the more sensitive here, but Venus likely might be a trying to make everything logical and fit and ordered, and that isn't gonna be possible. So letting go of all of that, just feeling the feeling, going into the feeling, and then trying to find the connection to what that means for you and how to heal that as well while you're there. Um, now, also, I wanted to share something with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears. Let's see what comments here. I'm checking back just so you guys, in case there are questions. Debbie, got to run. Have a great day. Love you, Debbie. Take care. Have a happy day. And um, J-Lo, does it change the energy if my Uranus is retrograde in my chart? That's a really good question because a lot of you likely have Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto in retrograde 
Why? Because those planets spend several months of the year in retrograde every year, right? So Pluto, six months, almost five and a half months, uh, Neptune, five months, uh, Saturn and Jupiter, probably about three months each, two and a half to three months. And what was the other one? Uranus, four months, three to four months. So likely you, you've are someone who's been born with one of those outer planets in retrograde. So the meaning of a retrograde planet is off uh, an outer planet in retrograde is that you're coming into this lifetime to complete something or to rework something or to redo something, to re-experience something. So Uranus energy is primarily about releasing yourself, liberation, right? Freedom. So maybe something in a past life was not released to freedom and or re revolution or hasn't changed. I mean, you are a Taurus, right? So Taurus energy resists change. So a retrograde Uranus might be about creating change in your life, going, taking change in the correct direction, the correct change in your life. So yes, it does um, give you um, a sort of contrary nature. You might be contrarian by nature, where you see the opposite of everything that other people see. And so you're, you're learning to find what the truth is between the contrarian in you and the part that's looking for the real truth, the freedom in the real truth. Hope that helps. Um, let's see. Taurus, Gemini, and Virgo are the houses to check. Yes, exactly. Whatever it is, wherever, wherever those signs are is where there's this energy um, that's being exchanged for this weekend. And there we go. So, oh, Pauline, so, Tor so Virgo in the second house needs to focus on value and finances and self-worth. Yes, yes, indeed. And how does that all play together, right? How are you... Um, it, it's always been interesting to me that the second house was about money that we earn, resources that we own or that we have, and it's also a house of self-worth until you realize that often our ability to uh, command prosperity or abundance in our life has a lot to do with how worthy we feel to receive right? How, how worthy are we to go out and command a salary that's commensurate with our experience versus, oh, I'll settle for less than what I'm worth because I'm afraid I'm, I'm in lack consciousness. So there's a real sense of abundance uh, with planets that are moving through Taurus right now. And how are we, um, how well are we moving through prosperity and abundance consciousness versus lack consciousness and fear of not having enough. So I think there's another word we could use here and that's enoughness. Am I enough, right? And can I fill my cup completely with um, the resources that I need or I desire to be able to move through my life comfortably? Because we all deserve that. Every person deserves that. And, you know, in a real way too, Taurian energy is a simpler sort of energy so simplicity. And, you know, I, I would say that most times Taurus doesn't need the flashy, you know, expensive diamonds and rings and all of that kind of stuff. It, 
I mean, if they want that, great, right? If they see something that they really like, they, they want to move in that direction. But often it's an energy about comfort, uh, being comfortable and being in a comfort zone, feeling good. Be, and that's often the simple life, right? The simple things can make us happy. So we don't have to be millionaire, billionaires in order to find happiness or to be comfortable or to be prosperous. Um, you can be a, a very simple person and just feel that prosperity because you have enough to eat, enough to pay your bills and are uh, able to buy extra things when you want them. So it's about how you see yourself, right? In, in that uh, prosperity uh, zone. Uh, okay, JLo, thank you very much. Uh, she says, please take a moment hit the thumbs up button if you are enjoying this video, please share it with your friends. Also, if you are new with us today and you haven't yet done so, hit the subscribe button and the little bell next to it so that you receive notifications when I'm live on air. And good morning, Ursula. So glad you made it to say hello to us. JLo says, yes, my kids are not too happy with that. Um, Debbie or Kathleen, sorry, hello oh, to Ursula. Tom, I call my natal Virgo rising my picture straightener. <laughs> I just need to give it a job each day. Then it, then it and I are satisfied and less judgy. <laughs> that's great, Tom. That's great. Um, that I like that. Uh, okay, now uh, I was going to go to show you uh, something in our human design. Let me make sure I have that up. There you are. And we are going through something else important today, and that is a nodal shift. So in astrology, the nodes transit through a sign uh, for approximately 18 months, right? So right now the nodes are moving through Gemini and Sagittarius, which is why our eclipses that are coming up in May are across Sag and Gemini, and that the December eclipses will do the same. And because the nodes are what uh, call us to evolve, right? It's our evolutionary path forward. So, and since eclipses are game changers, right? They change the atmosphere. They move us to the next level in some way, either through us completing something, letting go of something, um, or some kind of an ending. Or if it's a solar eclipse, it is some kind of new beginning, something that uh, a new pathway that opens up for us, a new direction that opens up for us. And the nodes in human design are also moving through Gemini and Sagittarius energy, but because human design has gates that uh, a planet or a piece is moving through quicker, the gates change periodically. And these gates with the nodes shift every quarter, it seems like we could get it to. So if we're looking at a human design mandala, let me see, can I make this just a titch bigger? I can look at that. So if we're looking at a mandala, and this is another way for us to look at human design is through the mandala, we can see where in the mandala or the, the, the sequence of gates, Gemini and Sagittarius is. So if we're looking at Sagittarius energy, we see it starts with the gate 34, the gate nine is involved, the gate five, the gate 26, the gate 11, and partially the gate 10. And then if you look down here at Gemini, where the north node is, it is partially, it is all of gate 
except for one degree of Taurus, um, uh, 29 degrees of Taurus. We've got the gate 20, the gate 16, the gate 35, the 45, the 12, and then the very beginnings of the gate 15. So those are the gates that the eclipses are transiting through and the, the north and the south nodes are transiting through uh, right now for these 18 months that they're sitting in this position. Well, today we are shifting to the north node at the gate 16, a Gemini gate, because that's where the north node is, is in Gemini. It is in quantum human design called the gate of zest. It is the gate of enthusiasm. I kind of like the word enthusiasm better. Um, zest is great, but it reminds me of lemons and limes and you know how you zest, Never mind. Um, so zest, excitement, enthusiasm, and the south node moving into a Sagittarian gate nine, which is a, a gate of focus or convergence. Now the north node is always showing us the direction that we must move in. And now these are collective energies right now, right? So the collective is moving us forward toward the gate 16, the gate of enthusiasm or zest. It sits on the throat center. So this is about how we manifest, right? Or what we manifest. Um, how easy, how relatively easy is it for us to manifest something in our lives? The gate 16 does it with enthusiasm. And sometimes the enthusiasm carries away before we have all the details in place. Remember I said there was gonna be a Virgo connection here, uh, a Mercury connection here, the, because it's Gemini energy, those two signs, Gemini and Virgo get hit because Mercury is the common planet between the two of them. And this energy here is about being prepared for whatever it is that we wanna do. The enthusiasm then is grounded in preparation, right? We're not just jumping out because we're so excited, which is what I'm doing with that soul alignment reading. I could have just jumped out and said, hey, I'm offering these readings, come do this. But I would have had no platform from which I would have been able to do that yet. I hadn't grounded in yet the details of what that's going to look like. And so, yes, I have enthusiasm for it because I'm really excited about it, but I'm not going to do things like I've done in the past, which is just jump out there and have it fizzle apart. So here we're having to take our enthusiasm, but make sure that we're prepared, that we minded the details, right? That we did the groundwork before we started doing something. Now, the south node, the south node is up here at gate nine. Uh, it is in Sagittarius. And the south node shows us what's in the past that we need to let go of, right? That isn't serving us anymore. So what about the gate nine convergence or focus is something that we collectively need to let go of. And it is about the bigger picture, right? So the gate nine can see the details right it can be very it can be overly focused on the details and then miss the bigger picture so we've we can we have a past experience of this energy in our lives right in our human history in our human story when you go to the doctor and you present the doctor with an issue what is the doctor doing right? Sh shoving medicine at you for the symptoms, right? Treating the symptom. He sees, she, he or she sees the details, sees the fact that you're suffering and that you need this drug and it's going to help you overcome. But they fail 
miserably, unless you're going to a naturopath or a doctor that's wise to see the bigger picture. Like how does that symptom, that pain, that uh, bodily uh, expression fit into the bigger picture, right? We did this with COVID, right? We, with COVID, we got all um, overly excited about it and we started looking at the details. And now later, as we stop and we see the bigger picture, some things are coming clearer for us. So we have, we often have this um, experience of going in too deep, going into this focus and getting sort of tunnel vision and the opportunity then for us is to let that go and open up our vision, right? To not be so uh, focused on the details or the unimportant things, be being able to see the bigger picture and see how it all fits, right? How does it fit into the bigger puzzle? So how does it serve us in a bigger way? So it's interesting energies that these nodes are going to take us into. Now in your own personal chart, so here's a picture of the chart in the middle. This is the typical human design chart you'll see. And in the throat center, you see the gate 16. Now in this case, because I don't have any other parts in here except the, the south node, we see it is hanging. It's a hanging gate. So look at your own human design chart. Determine whether you have anything sitting at gate 16. Is there any kind of color at gate 16? It could be red, it could be black, it could be striped. It could go all the way down to the gate 48, right? It could be a complete channel for you, or it could be a, a channel that either side of this hangs or you could have it completely open. And now with this transit, then it's suddenly sitting in your face, if you will, right? So this idea of enthusiasm, getting carried away. All right, you guys, you cannot start a cat fight in the middle of my morning show. The neighbor cat starting a fight with poor Binksy, who's just trying to sleep. Uh, so, so we have to look at our own personal human design charts to see the setup and how this is working. So if you're someone who has, let's say, nothing in this channel, then suddenly you have a hanging gate 16, and that's going to play out with other people in your life, right? So there's going to be other people in your life that are going to give you that you may be enthusiastic about something that you're wanting to share, or they may, they may trigger that enthusiasm for you. Just be sure that whatever it is you choose to do about that enthusiasm is grounded in some kind of um, practical expression before you decide to just go all out and do something. If you have this um, energy on a hanging gate 48, so if you have a hanging gate 48, it comes from here and goes up to here. Now you have the complete channel uh, and this particular channel is very much inclined to find mastery. So being able to use the energy of the gate 48, the, the well going deep within, finding all the tools that you need inside of you to be able to support that enthusiasm. So finding mastery. And then some of you who have this already defined, either the gate 16 defined or the whole channel defined, just adds some more focus to that. Whatever planets that you have sitting there are now coming um, into connection with the North Node and the South Node. So it's an, it's an important change or shift that we're going through. And um, it is also <laughs> it is also some of the energies that are involved with the current 
big cycle of time that we're in right now that is about to shift in six or seven years as we get to the solar plexus mutation. So using this energy appropriately and learning how to use focus and concentration to see both the details and the bigger picture uh, can blend with enthusiasm to take us all the way to uh, a project or completion of something in our lives. Uh, so there's that. And that will be with us until the uh, month of July, and then it will shift again. Sunday, really quickly, since we're already coming to the nine o'clock hour, Sunday, we have Mercury in a square to Saturn, and we have Mercury conjunct Venus. So Mercury in a square to Saturn gives us a more, an edgier, uh, a more serious tone to the things that we say or to the things that we think about. But Mercury conjunct Venus sort of moderates that somewhat, giving us positive things to say or positive interactions with the people in our lives. We become a little more cooperative. We want to play together in the sandbox nicely. And uh, that helps to overcome any of the more serious thinking that we might be inclined to get uh, involved with, with the Mercury square Saturn. Remember the moon over the weekend is in Libra. So it is focusing our energy on our relationships. So these energies will likely play out Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the Venus square Saturn, Mercury square Saturn, and Mercury conjunct Venus in our closest relationships. So our family, our close friends, our significant others. So try to make it a positive experience in your relationships. I am going to draw us an animal card and an oracle of the seven energies uh, for the weekend energy to help us move through this. And then I'll take one last look at questions, if there's any questions uh, before I go. Ooh, you want to come out and play. Ooh, Panther. I don't think we've ever had this one. Panther spirit, reclaim your power. Card number 44. So we have double fours. And double fours, four energy is about setting up boundaries, right? And being within a container and having a, a foundation. So 44 double fours, Panther spirit, reclaim your power. And I'm anxious to see what this means because I don't think even I've ever pulled this card as many times as I've done readings with these decks. And it was upright. So it was um, the Oracle's message. It takes courage to face challenges. And right now Panther spirit is here to say that you are braver than you think. Now is the time to take a risk and step into a different aspect of your being. Speak as you have never spoken before. Act as if you have always dreamed you might have the courage to act. Love fearlessly and fully and expect to feel the adrenaline rush as you are initiated into a new, braver, bolder self. Panther Spirit says the time for dreaming about what you want to do is giving way to what to that first courageous act toward reclaiming your panther spirit and power. Your new identity may feel strange at first, but you have what it takes and your soul wants this. Be bold, panther spirit. Pretty, pretty card. All right, and by the way, this is Colette Baron reed um, the spirit animal oracle and a wonderful deck. I recommend that one highly. The oracle of the seven energies. Let's see what level energy we get for the weekend. And this is one of her newer decks, although she has a newer one out right now. 
and we get quieting the mind. And actually I didn't know, no, I turned that around. So it might be sort of, I don't know if this deck has an upside down one, but it is about quieting the mind. Look how beautiful that is. And quieting the mind may be a little more difficult because Mercury and Uranus today, Mercury square Saturn on Sunday. Yeah. So 32 is the card number. And let's see what energy system that that is in. It is in the energy of five, sound, communication, creativity, listening, being heard, writing, ideas, sharing, and vibration. So key concept of quieting the mind, meditation as a commitment. Wow. The need for silence, peace within despite chaotic outer conditions, letting go of the monkey mind and mindfulness. Life is chaotic, busy, loud, frenetic, and overwhelming. Some days, all that noise is like the roar of thunder echoing around you, and it feels as if you're being pummeled by a rainstorm. Isn't this why we take vacations, to get away to somewhere peaceful? In spite of, surround, in spite of the surrounding din of the world, today you need to slow down and find a bit of peace. So go ahead and take a deep breath right now. Make a commitment to be still, if only for five minutes. Count your breaths and be mindful of every one of them. Know that you have all the time in the world to do the things that need doing. Everything is perfect as it is. Our core beliefs about the world originate in our thoughts and feelings, which then become our perceptions. If our thoughts are all over the place, which they may be this weekend, um, which then become, if our thoughts are all over the place, that is how we will experience the outer world. But what if the outer world doesn't matter at all? What if at our center, there were a place that is always calm, where the mind doesn't have a million things to say, where problems and challenges aren't nearly as important as we think they are? Today requires you to take an internal break and go to that silent space to regroup. Meditate on the stillness within, choose a peaceful mind and nothing else. You will be amazed by how easily everything falls into place once you do. Quieting the mind. I think that's pretty perfect for this particular weekend. All right. Well, thank you all for joining me this morning. Forget, don't forget to hit the thumbs up button, share the video and subscribe if you have not yet done so. And of course, have a wonderful weekend. Um, and I will see you on Monday. We'll be talking about the full moon on Monday. In fact, I may even put something out a little bit later on that. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye for now.